Hello Mountain Park and anyone else who may be watching. My name is Alan and welcome to episode two of TGN. This of course is Memorial Day weekend, which for many of us is a weekend that feels like all the other weekends over the past eight weeks, which feel like all the other sets of two or three days over the past number of weeks. But this is a special weekend in that we want to pause and say thank you to those of you who are serving, to the families of those who are serving, to those who have served, and particularly to those throughout our history who have paid the ultimate price in service to others. So we remember and uh, we are thankful this Memorial Day weekend. We began TGN last Sunday, and I did get some feedback from some, from some people going, yeah, well, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Some people who are not familiar with SGN that we are modeling this after. Who's John Krasinski? Well, well uh, John Krasinski, who starred in the Office uh, television show, uh, has done an amazing job with something that he calls SGN, celebrating some good news. He's done a fantastic job with that. You may see somewhat of a resemblance. Mr. Krasinski does not seem to be too concerned about theft of intellectual property. In fact, I think that he wanted to say hello to you all. It's so nice to meet you guys. It's nice to meet you too, John. I hope it's okay that we're borrowing your SGN concept. This is making my day. The main difference between SGN and TGN is that Mr. Krasinski is focusing on wonderfully on the fact that there is some good news in the midst of this pandemic. What we get to celebrate and narrow in on is the good news, TGN, and that is that no matter what happens, Jesus is king. He cannot be overthrown. He cannot have a moral failure. He cannot be tripped up in any way. He is in charge no matter what happens, no matter what life throws at us. That is the good news. Pardon me, I'm, I'm super thirsty. <laughs> super thirsty today, not sure why. Man, that is some good go-go juice right there. All right, sorry for the pause. We are going to continue now and celebrate some of the good news that is happening here at Mountain Park because a group of people believe that Jesus is king. Our young adult ministry here at Mountain Park did not want to let a birthday slip by during the quarantine period. So they gathered at Allie Richmond's house and in a socially distant way celebrated her birthday. Now, what goes around comes around because Allie has been part of a team here at the church that has been calling people who are a part of our church and just checking in on them and praying for them over the phone. Allie herself has done more than uh, 350 calls with such people. It's like kindness just pours into kindness. Again, what goes around comes around. It's good stuff. Similar uh, good news is happening with uh, your kids, with the children's ministry, that there have been a team of about 25 leaders and volunteers from Base Camp and Summit Ministries that have been sending hundreds of postcards out to your little ones. This is Amy Coulter and some of the postcards that she was about to send out to just give words of encouragement to your kids. Beautiful stuff. 
I also want to uh, remind you that our marriage ministry is still happening. The uh, Marriage uh, Mondays ministry is still happening because of incredible leaders and incredible volunteers. There was a couple that uh, when the ministry transitioned from real groups to virtual groups, there was a couple that was struggling because they couldn't get the technology going. They couldn't figure it out. And so they called up their son to come help them with the technology. The son apparently was reluctant to go to their home because he's used to arriving and seeing lots of fighting and bickering among his parents. And then as he set it all up and as he's been spending more time with his, with his parents, just thought, there's something different about you two. You're different. You are not fighting and bickering the way you used to. And so he's just celebrating with them that this ministry has really made a change in their lives. And so this family is noticing it, celebrating it, and we... Therefore, then get to celebrate it with them. Finally, I want to go across the pond to uh, celebrate something that's happening with a ministry called Heart for Lebanon. Mountain Park has teamed up with this ministry in the country of Lebanon. They have been serving Syrian refugees who are mostly Muslim who come over from Syria and try to make a life in Lebanon. There's the story of a young woman named Amal who... Uh, was reading in Matthew chapter 6, which as a Muslim was a miracle in and of itself. But she was reading from Matthew chapter 6, reading these words. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? She's reading this story, and then she sends a letter to the people of Heart for Lebanon who have been loving on her and her family, and she writes this. These words are like the words of, of comfort you and the team are always sending to us. What we are passing through is really difficult, but we should all have faith that just as God is taking care of the flowers and the birds, he will take care of us as well. When my wife read this, she said to me, how is it possible that people in such horrible, difficult circumstances can be so positive? Maybe it's because Amal and the people who are being served in Lebanon are understanding that Jesus is king, that he is in charge over any, despite whatever the circumstances might be. That's the good news. That is just a sample of the many things that we get to celebrate around here. And now in order to help us do that, I'm going to send it over to Mr. DeAndre. The church, we've got much to celebrate the goodness of our faithful Father who loves us, who knows each of us by name, and we get to lavish our praises on Him as sons and daughters, and He's worthy of it. We believe that. So Father, we, we celebrate You on today. We give You all the praise and all of the glory. I give You glory for all You brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. Come on, 
sing it together in unison. Your presence. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never. For that in every season, come on. In every season, your grace has been enough. And I'm believing the best is yet to come. The the best is yet to come. Sing your presence. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. It's your presence. Your presence is an open door. So come now. Lord, like never Correspondent Dwayne Boyette. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne. Good to be with you, Dwayne. Good to see you. Hey, before we get started, would you, would you tell me one thing, one good thing that has come out of this quarantine period? One good thing? I, I've gotten to watch all the Star Trek movies again. 
you, uh, see, some might not call that a good thing. Some of them weren't that great. Some of them were great, but but uh, so I know you're a you're a you're you're a Star Trek uh, fan. Most people who know you, anybody who knows you, knows that you're a Star Trek fan. So I have a challenge for you. you you're that? about to share some stuff with us, and we want to hear that. But somewhere along the line, while you're sharing, I want you to use the word enterprise. Mm. Okay, work okay. it in somehow. All right, go ahead. Tell All us right, what's going on. Well, good morning, uh, Mountain Park. So glad to, to have you here. As Alan said, my name is Dwayne Boyd. I serve as the adult ministries pastor here at Mountain Park. And we're just excited that you're here. And, you know, we've got so many great ways that you can uh, tune in, whether that's on Facebook, maybe you're watching us, or YouTube, or even our um, online website. We're just excited that you're here. And we want you to, we want you to communicate with us. We want you to, to give us some feedback, you know, and, and be a part of that. And uh, one of the ways you can do that is by just filling out one of our communication cards. You can get those online. And I don't, I, maybe you've been here, this is your very first time watching us, or maybe you've been at Mountain Park for 20 years. We'd still love to hear from you. If you have a a prayer need or just a, a, a comment you'd like to make to encourage someone or, or if you have a need, let us know about it. We'd love to stay in touch with you and, and keep you in the loop on what's happening here at Mountain Park um, throughout the week and, and as days go by. And you know, Alan, we have a lot of great things that are happening here. It's more important right now to stay connected than ever. Community is part of it. You know, on the enterprise, community is a big deal. And people have to be together and know what each other are doing. So all that to say, we want people to be uh, in community. And uh, that, can, that can be difficult, uh, especially when we've been isolated for so long. So we have created some opportunities, uh, some online groups. Uh, we call them virtual groups. And whether you're already in a group or you're looking to maybe uh, jump into one, there are some opportunities to do that. So you can go to our website. And uh, you can scroll down on that front page. You'll find a box that says, what's happening? And just click on that, and you'll see the online groups, and you can get signed up uh, to participate in one of those. And finally, Alan, we have an wait, opportunity. Wait, 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 wait. I can't, I can't just let you keep going. So no. on, on the enterprise, they have a lot of community. That's They do. That. Okay. Yes, they do. Okay. They have a holodeck. They have all kinds of stuff where they can you, do stuff You together. weaved it in seamlessly. Okay, good. <laughs> that was my goal. No, okay, good. Well, well, okay. I'm know. sorry. Keep on going. I don't want to interrupt I'm you. Going. Yeah, I want to let you know about one opportunity we have. It's a serious one to really make a difference in somebody's life. We are hosting a blood drive uh, at Mountain Park on June 14th. It's going to be held on our campus. And uh, of course, we'll be practicing all the social distancing protocols that need to happen. But we'd love to have you participate and be a part of that. Uh, if you've been hearing on the news, uh, blood is in short supply. And so this is a great opportunity for us to uh, give back, so to speak. But anyway, uh, we encourage you to be a part of that. You can go to our website again on that front page. Just scroll down. You'll see the box of what's happening. And the blood drive information will be there. What you need to do is register for a specific appointment slot. Uh, it's going to be taking place between about 8.30 and noon on uh, June 14th. So I'd love to have you be a part of that. And then, um, you know, here at Mountain Park, uh, you know, we're excited about the opportunities that are available to us. And everything that happens in Mountain Park, Alan, everything happens because of the generosity of those who call Mountain Park their home. And so here at Mountain Park, you have an opportunity to give, um, and we're going to just transition to that right now. And there's a couple of different ways you can give here at Mountain Park. Uh, you can text the number that's on the screen there, or you can go right to our website, mountainpark.org forward slash give. 
and uh, you can you can do it that way as well. And know that as you give, when you give, it makes a difference in people's lives. And so that's what's happening here uh, in the next uh, week or so and coming up, Alan, and uh, I'll just turn it back over to you, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and you know, your, your, uh, your financial generosity allows us to cling on to the ministries that we, that we do around here. So uh, thank you, Dwayne. And no uh, we'll talk to you soon. Man, I am still thirsty. I thought I finished that. Well, I'm happy to enjoy it. More go-go juice. Ah, man, that is good stuff. Hey, the reality is that that there are many concerns about the about our virus situation. Some of which are legitimate, absolutely. Some are, I would say, less legitimate. I had a conversation with someone this week who was explaining to me in great detail that, that this particular virus, this coronavirus, is not just something that transfers from one person to another. This person was explaining to me that, that someone can actually touch an object and that the virus can transfer from a person to an object, then another person can come along, touch that same object, and take in that virus. Did you know that, Alan? Did you know that, that that's what this virus could do? And I was thinking... That, that's my understanding of the way germs have worked for a long time. Yes, the coronavirus is a very legitimate threat and concern. Absolutely, thousands have died. It is something we need to continue to be careful with. And we, we will be careful when we open up soon as a church. We will be careful with all of this. But let's keep the whole thing in perspective. Jesus is king and he will provide for his people. He will take care of his people. He hasn't abandoned his role as king. Right now our concerns, many of us, our concerns are about the virus. They are about the loneliness of our current situation. They are about uncertainty about what's around the corner, anxiety about what's around the corner. In six months after things have you know, in many ways gone back to, to, to normal, one might hope and one might say, the concerns will be different. There'll be perhaps different uh, levels of relational concerns or financial concerns or a different form of uncertainty or anxiety. But through it all, Jesus is king and he will provide for his people. Today, I want to take a look at a story found in 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings is found in the Old Testament. This story is found prior to the exile, which is a central story in the Old Testament. Elijah is a prophet, and he is uh, actually getting kicked out. He recently got kicked out of the nation of Israel, where, where he was prophesying and telling them that they need to change their ways, or, or the exile was going to come. And the people of Israel got tired of Elijah and kicked him out of Israel. So now he is in a neighboring nation named Sidon, S-I-D-O-N. And he meets up with a poor, widowed woman and has a remarkable exchange with her. In order to help me with this story, I once again am going to team up with a friend of mine named Alice. Hey everybody, this is Alice. Alice, can you say hi? Hi. Hi. So what grade were you in this past year? 
I was in third. Third grade. And how are you holding up not being able to go to school? Is that devastating for you? No, it's, no, it's, it's fun. That, it's it's fun staying home because I, I get to stay home with all my stuff because when I go to school, it's just like I'm not home and I don't have my family to hang out with. So I just have um, more people um, to like hang out with because <clears throat> I have like more people that I know better. Yeah, and you love being at home with your family. Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Outstanding. Now, I heard from your mom that earlier this year, you decided to follow Jesus. Is that true? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Tell me, how did that happen? What happened? So it was on Good Friday, and I just felt Jesus. Like, I knew that day that what, like, what he did for me in my life. And you decided you wanted to follow him. Your mom even said that, uh, as I understand it, that, that you were thinking, why, why wouldn't everybody want to follow this guy? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Jesus is fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Hey, we want uh, to hear you read a story from the Old Testament, which is the story prior to Jesus. It's the story that sets things up before Jesus comes along. And it's the story about a guy named Elijah who interacts with a poor widow. So we're in 1 Kings chapter 17, and you're going to start reading partway through verse 10. Go for it anytime you're ready. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me please a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I do not have any bread, only a, only, <clears throat> only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Elijah wait, said wait a minute, to her, wait a minute, wait a, wait a minute. Did you hear what she just said? Yes, I did. She's going to take this home and die. That's so terrible. This, this woman is in a bad, bad place. That's so sad, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, Alice. You keep, keep reading there from verse 13, okay? Okay. <clears throat> Hold on. Elijah said to her, do not be afraid. Go home. Do as you have said, but first make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For, <clears throat> for this is what the Lord God, this is for what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The, ju the jar of flour will not be used up. The jug of oil will not run dry until the day of the Lord, until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. That's amazing. That's a miracle story that, that the, 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 the oil just kept flowing. So what, what's your favorite food? What would be your favorite food in the whole world? That's hard. I have lots of favorite foods, but... You gotta pick one. You can pick one. My favorite fruit food of all would probably be... Cake. Cake. What flavor of cake? The chocolate or vanilla? 
Usually I like chocolate with like cookie crumbles inside. Oh, good pick. Great pick. Imagine that, that on the kitchen table, there is a, a chocolate cake with cookie crumbles inside and, and, and delicious icing. And you went and you had a piece. And then the next day you went and you had a piece. And then the next day you had a piece. And for, for day after day after day, you kept on eating large pieces of this cake. And the cake didn't go away. It just, you kept on taking pieces, but the cake was still there. They're just, that, it was that would be like cake. unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. I'm just like, awesome. is this like a magic cake or something? Because yeah. it's real. That's right. But it's not magic. It's a miracle from God, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Hey, Alice, thank you so much for reading. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe you could ask your mom for a piece of cake sometime too. Okay. <laughs> hey, we are so thankful, uh, Alice, to have you read that with us. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, okay? Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. The good news is that Jesus is king. He is a good king, and he provides for his people. There's a story earlier in the Old Testament about a man named Abraham. Abraham has an incredible encounter with God up on the top of a mountain. And we read in the story that at the end, he names the mountain Jehovah Jireh, which means God will provide. Jehovah is God and, and Jireh is, is typically translated as will provide. There are other translations that, who use the phrase the Lord sees, that Jehovah Jireh can mean the Lord provides, the Lord sees, a little bit of little bit of uncertainty there. But I think it's fascinating because even in the English language, the word provision has the word vision in it. That this whole idea of, of, of us being provided for means someone sees that there is a need. There's a connection between providing and seeing. What this means is that our God, doesn't, it's not just a cosmic dispenser. Jesus as king isn't just some machine where we put in the right coins, we, we put in the right prayers, and then we push the buttons, and then clump what we ask for will all come out there, and then we walk away from the machine. Jesus as king is not a machine. He sees you. He sees the poor widow and her needs. He sees all that you're going through right now and what your needs are. He knows you. He knows your heart. He sees you. He is a good king and he will provide. There are essentially three levels of provision, three levels of needs that we have in life. Level one are the basic needs. It's the computer that you're looking at right now or whatever screen you're looking at. You don't need it, but it is certainly nice to have it. It's the comfy chair that you're sitting in right now. It's toilet paper. It's well represented by toilet paper. We have been reminded over these past few weeks how basic and essential our need for toilet paper is. The second level of provision of need is our, our significant needs. This is our job. This is our way to make money so that we can continue to move forward with life. These are our, our significant relational needs of family and friend, uh, friends. And then, and then ultimately, there is, there's the ultimate need of our forgiveness of sin so that we can have a restored relationship with our Creator. 
If you remember the story of the, the young woman from Lebanon, and uh, in the story, she was celebrating the fact that the people from Heart for Lebanon were taking care of her basic needs. She loved that, that, that the people were loving on her in that way, helping her out with her basic needs. And so it, it connected her with the words of Jesus saying, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. But then that moved for her into realizing that Jesus the King wants to even transform the significant needs of our lives. That he wants to, us to think differently, radically different about the significant needs. But then ultimately she came to realize as, as a Muslim woman that Jesus is the pathway for forgiveness of sins. And so, so there's this movement from level one to level two to level three. Most of us don't spend much time concerned with the basic needs of life. There are seasons where that kicks in, and that certainly can be a reality, but most of us spend most of our time here in the middle, in the significant needs. This is how most of our prayers go. God, please, I need a spouse we want a child. God, I need a job. I need money so that I can continue on with life. These first two levels, level one and level two, there are times when Jesus the King provides in extravagant ways in those areas. And, and those are good days. Those are wonderful, absolutely wonderful days to celebrate when we get to enjoy the pleasures of life like, like good old chocolate milk we get to enjoy it even if others have to wait while we drink it oh that is so good and god provides in tremendous ways it's almost like like the cup continues to be filled up and we're not even aware of the many ways that god provides us in terms of our basic needs and our significant needs but the point is always this third category. This is always the point that God's provision in terms of level one and level two, in terms of our basic and significant needs, all of this stuff, sometimes it doesn't happen in the way that we want it to. Sometimes it doesn't happen in the timing we want it to in terms of, of, of levels one and level two. But the point is always level three, that over here, the cup never runs dry. That Jesus the King always provides love and forgiveness and grace no matter what. These don't always look the way we want them to, but the cup over here always overflows because our King is good. Aren't you thankful for the goodness of God, that it's constant, that it's faithful through the ages, that it's something that we can cling a hold of today? Let's continue to sing about it. I love you, Lord, and all your mercy never fails me, and all my days I've been held in your hands, from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
Jesus really is a good king. I love that phrase that his goodness chases after me. That, that God is not just a provider. He's a pursuer. Let him catch you. Let him be your king. Would you pray with me? Father, I'm thankful for all who are watching, listening, participating in this now, being reminded of the good news. Father, I pray that we would, um, would embrace the reality that you are a good king and you, you pursue us, you see us, you know what our needs are, you know how, the, the things that we're crying out to you for. God, would you provide in, in, in all the ways that you want to provide, but most of all, may we see your love and the forgiveness that you have for us. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. As always, we, we hope that this week, overall, that you would remember TGN. You would remember the good news. Jesus is king. And he's a very, very good king. That you would not just remember it, you would enjoy it. You would embrace it. You would bask in it. He's king. He cannot be assassinated. He cannot have moral failure. He cannot lose this job. And he's a very good king. Remember that. Enjoy it. And have a fabulous week. We'll see you next time. Woo!